Hey y'all, it's Mel and you're listening to my Rough Draft podcast where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to my Work Drive podcast. It's your girl Mel. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. So today we're going to talk about three ways to guard your vision. Now I'm going to tell you what I was going to talk about <laughs> and what we're talking about today are two completely different things. I am so grateful by God's grace that he corrects me and stops me in my tracks before I come on here and put myself out there and, and speak uh, from my own mind instead of from his higher vision that we're going to talk about today. So um, yeah, today I'm going to talk about three ways to guard your vision. Now, what I was going to talk about, <laughs> what I was going to talk about was um, how we need to guard our vision uh, uh, against people because people, you know, can sometimes mishandle your vision. You know, people can't be trusted, blah, blah, blah. Again, I was going to be talking for my own, you know, offense or my own, you know, past trauma. And, and how many times y'all do we allow our unhealed trauma, our past trauma or offenses to influence our decisions, right? And so I love how God like was like, no, that's actually not what we're going to talk about today because that's from your mind and your perspective. But I have a higher calling that I kind of want us to go to. So it's important that when we are working on our vision, when we are guarding our vision, that, that, that we're doing it from a pure place. Right. And again, originally I was going to talk about, you know, not telling people your vision, you know, not sharing your goals. And there can be wisdom in that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you should tell Tell everybody your goals. I think that you should use discernment um, in, in, in that. But sometimes, you know, we're so quick to guard our vision from others. And sometimes we need to guard it from ourselves. <laughs> I'm gonna let that marinate for a minute. Sometimes the biggest enemy to our vision is ourselves. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so before I talk about, you know, how we're gonna guard our vision. Again, you know, I was about to come on here and talk about how we can't trust people or how we, you know, need to keep things to ourselves. And again, there's wisdom in that sometimes. But I think sometimes, again, we can allow our past hurts and our past trauma and our offenses to influence our decisions. And we don't realize how much our lens on how we see our vision, on how we see our life, on how we see God um, is clouded by those uncontrolled thoughts and that unhealed trauma. And and it influences our career. It influences our business decisions. Um, we start businesses prematurely because we seek to fill this void of feeling the need to be seen and accepted. We um, don't transition in our career when we're supposed to because we're crippled by the fear of failure. You know, we start things just because other people start them, you know, because we haven't fully found our true identity. And, you know, the main person that we need to guard our vision from is ourselves by not allowing our thoughts, our impure thoughts, our impure motives, 
our unhealed ways to snuff out God's bigger vision for us, right? And so I could easily come on here and tell you what I think. (laughs) I could easily come on here and give you my examples, right? But God had a bigger vision for this podcast episode. And so sometimes we have to um, guard our vision by getting out of the way and allowing God to do what he wants to do, right? So let's talk about it. So three ways that we can do that. Um, and today's episode is actually going to come from Proverbs 4, 23 to, through 27. And I'm going to read it. It's in the NLT version. It just says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. So let's break it down. So um, verse 23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Now we've all heard this. I think most of us have heard this verse before, but I think when I was studying it a little bit more, when it says to guard your heart in the Old Testament, it it actually means your heart refers to um, or your thought life, your emotions, um, your wellspring of life and things that motivate and mold you. So when we're talking about guarding our heart, we're really talking about guarding our thought life, right? And so it also says in Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man thinks, so is he, right? And so number one, we must guard our vision by guarding our thoughts, right? How many times do we allow our thoughts to talk us into something that we're not supposed to be doing or to talk us out of something that we are supposed to do, right? How many times have we allowed our thoughts to shift our perspective on a person, right? So we like them, that everything was fine, but then we started talking in our thoughts and our thoughts now have, you know, put us at odds with people or have put us into relationship with people that we're not supposed to be in relationship with, right? How many times have we allowed our thoughts to talk us out of obedience? So God told us to do something and then we start thinking about it more. And the next thing you know, we're not being obedient because of our thoughts, right? You know, what is influencing our thoughts? You know, what I mentioned before, our desires influence our thoughts, our motives influence our thoughts, our unhealed mindsets influence our thoughts, right? And so we must guard what we allow to influence our decisions and our perspectives You know, and so a rule of thumb that we can kind of use is say, is this God's lens on this vision or is this my lens on this vision? Right. Because we each have a lens and sometimes, you know, rejection can can cloud that lens. Sometimes, you know, not having an identity or insecurities can cloud that vision, you know, and we're doing things out of our own strength and out of our own unhealed clouded lens instead of seeing God's lens, which is pure, right? And so when it comes to your vision, when it comes to people, are you seeing them from God's perspective or from your own, right? And so what is really influencing your vision for this business and for this career? Those are some of the things that I want us to think about today. You know, for example, now this is going to offend probably... (laughs) half of (laughs) y'all, but but let's think about it. So let's say, you know, we have women out here and God actually gave me this example. So don't get mad at me, but 
you know, sometimes we have women that start these, you know, ministries for other people. You know, we have women that start, you know, businesses or ministries trying to help and motivate other women. Right. But but what is the real reason why you're doing that? Right. What is the real reason why you're starting that? Is it genuinely to help other women or help motivate or encourage other women or do you have unhealed trauma from women and now you starting this ministry or you starting this business is really just you rearranging your unhealed trauma because you secretly want to see you secretly want yourself to be seen as above or as superior because maybe you've been through things where women have made you feel inferior and so you start things out of that unhealed trauma versus the pure place of helping God's women as God sees it right and so that's just an example but it's like how many times do we do we start things because of our own insecurities because of what we've dealt with and and now we sometimes we somehow have to make a name for ourselves or protect ourselves by starting these things that God never told us to do or maybe God told us to do but our motives and our thoughts have now misconstrued his original intent for it right and you know the word says you know that man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart and so while you may be thinking that oh I'm just starting this business can't nobody see my real motives God sees your motives God sees your heart right and so that's the real work the real work is guarding our hearts the real work is protecting our motives and making sure that we're not allowing our unhealed past and trauma to cloud our motives that we're keeping our heart pure Right. And so, again, that's the hard work. You know, it's easy to keep our vision from other people. If I would have came on here and told y'all guard your vision against people, that's easy. Right. But again, the hard work is is dealing with the secrets within ourselves. Right. So an action item that I want us to think through today is I want us to first pray that God will purify our thoughts and our motives. Again, this could be in your life and your walk with God and your business and your career. But I want us to ask God, God, please purify our hearts. The word says to create in me a clean heart and renew a loyal spirit within me. Right. And so the strategies will always be there. Right. But it's hard to see straight. It's hard to see those strategies straight when your lens is clouded, right? And then I want us to evaluate um, e- evaluate where our lens needs to be cleaned, right? I want us to take a look at our business plan, take a look at our content, take a look at our vision and ask ourselves, what's really motivating this decision? What's the real reason why you're posting this? What's the real reason why why you are, you know, doing this business or wanting to transition in, in, the, in your career, okay? So, We have to guard our hearts because it determines our course of life. Notice that it doesn't say our strategy determines our course of life. It says what we think in our heart determines our course of life. Okay, so that's number one. We guard our vision by guarding our heart, which means by guarding our thoughts. And then number two, we guard our vision by guarding our mouths. (laughs) Today's going to be a tough one. I told you all I was going to come on here. And say something completely different. <laughs> but this is hitting me. Okay. So listen, we often get this. But anyway, so number two, we guard our vision by guarding our mouths. And that goes to verse 24 of Proverbs 4, where it says to avoid all perverse talk and to stay away from corrupt speech. 
And so there are three corrupt speeches or however you say it, that we need to be mindful of. The first one is we must avoid corrupt speech that we use on others, right? And so we don't fully understand how much gossip and envy are killing our visions, y'all. It is killing our visions. You know, God could have sent you someone to help and support you. But again, that unhealed part of you now sees them as a threat when God sent them to be an ally. Right. Um, maybe you have, you know, friends who who got sent into your life to help you mature um, in certain ways and to help you see things from a different perspective. But that unhealed part of you can't accept correction. It can't accept anything other than agreement. Right. And so people who were supposed to be your friends to make you better, you're now casting them away as your enemy when they were really there to be your friend. Right. Um, and so we have to be careful about when we put our mouths on other people. Yeah. And then the second part is that we have to um, avoid corrupt speech when it comes to leaders, whether that's some leaders in business, leaders in ministry. It's this now this this God. God does not. What people don't understand is that God does not play about his people in the Bible. It talks about how. You know, Moses was in charge and Miriam put her mouth on Moses and Miriam got struck with disease. Right. The word says to pray for our leaders, to submit to our leaders. And I think and I'm not just talking about political, although that that does apply to them. But I, I'm more so saying, you know, sometimes we're quick to criticize and cancel who we secretly wish we were. Right. And so if I'm a business owner and I see this other woman in business who's where I eventually want to be, it's easy to kind of critique and say, well, oh, she shouldn't do this or she should say it like this. And I'm not there. Right. But it's easy for us to critique someone else, not even realizing that we are going to reap, that we can reap that hate that we have sown. Right. Um, God puts people in places for a reason. So we have to seriously watch who we're putting our mouth on. Uh, we hinder our own vision when we criticize his doing. He puts people into those places, not us. Right. And so when we talk, when we talk against people or constantly critiquing what other people are doing, we are going to reap all of that. So it's like and I think it's funny how sometimes we want to complain about our bosses. But then when we become a boss, we wonder why we're receiving so much pushback from you know our employees. We wonder why, why we're not making a certain movement. And it's because maybe in a past job, maybe in a past season, you were putting your mouth on other people and now you're reaping what you sow, right? And so we're quick to say, you know, God don't play about me. God, my daddy, he my defender. He's their defender too. We are all God's children, <laughs> right? And so um, we want people to have grace for us, but we must extend that same grace, right? Now, now this doesn't mean that we don't speak out the truth, right? This doesn't mean that if we see injustice or if we see something that is not of God, that we don't speak out on it, right? But again, what is your motive behind what you're doing, right? And then the third one is that we must avoid corrupt speech that we speak on ourselves, right? And how, how are we speaking on ourselves? How do you talk to yourself? Are you harsh to yourself? Do you constantly criticize yourself? Because really, 
when we're extremely critical of other people's, it's, it's usually a reflection on how we feel about ourselves. Right. And so we have to first, you know, love ourselves. We have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so love ourselves enough to talk well about us, to talk well to us. Right. And from that place, we'll be able to love others and extend others that same grace. So that's the second one is that we must guard our mouths by avoiding all perverse talk, whether that's through envy, gossiping, being judgmental, constantly criticizing other people. When you find yourself, you know, being critical of others, you have to ask yourself, what is really the problem here? Why am I really upset? Why do I really feel some type of way? Again, usually it's it's some part of unhealed trauma. And I'll give you an example. There were there were there was someone that that, you know, in a woman in business who is, who has a faith based business or or whatever, you know, that I found myself kind of critiquing her, um, critiquing what she would post or, or 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 critiquing, you know, how she would talk to people on her social media. And I would say things like, oh, my gosh, I, I would I would never, you know, talk to people like that or or I would I would constantly criticize, you know, her lifestyle or things like that. And God had to show me, you know, your issue with her has really nothing to do with her. Your issue with her is really because you think that somehow by you being quote unquote good, which you're not, (laughs) but by you being quote unquote good, that somehow you deserve to be in that place and she doesn't, right? God puts people in places by his grace, not by people's works, right? Right. Our works don't get us to, to, to anywhere. It's his grace and his gifts that 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 gives that puts us in places. And so God had to show me, no, you're really upset with me because I haven't put you where I put her, even though it seems like, even though it seems like to you on the outside that she's not following me or that she's not, you know, doing it the right way. You don't have the right to do that, right? And so God has to correct me in that. You know, how many times are we offended, you know, by what other people say? And it's really our or how many times do we take things personal and it's really just a reflection of our our unhealed rejection right and so we have to really take a hard look at ourselves y'all the the strategies will come the resources will come but when you get them what's in your heart is going to determine what you do with them right and so that's number two now moving to number three it's important to guard our vision by keeping our eyes on our own path today and not getting sidetracked by looking at tomorrow or not getting sidetracked by following evil. So um, that goes to verse 25 through 27, where it says to look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Now, it's easier to dream about what if if than it is to be consistent in what is is. I'm going to say it again. It's sometimes a lot easier to dream about the what if than to be consistent in the what is, right? It's easier to think about the vision, how the vision might fail tomorrow than it is to avoid taking the risk today, right? And so when we think about our vision and we think about what happens if it goes wrong tomorrow, it 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 negates our ability to take the risk and be obedient today, right? It's easier to plan it all out and notice where you don't have the resources than it is to start with what you have today, right? And so when it says to fix our eyes on what's in front of you, I felt like, you know, God revealed to me that it means to fix our eyes on what we can do today. 
You know, sometimes we're like, you know, how do I start the business or I need to start the business or I'm waiting to start this business, but you haven't even shared your knowledge. You haven't even established yourself as an expert in that field yet. And now you're trying to launch this business. I always tell my clients, it's a lot easier when you're starting a business to create the audience first and then bring them something that you have to offer them versus giving something and there's no one there to receive it, right? So it's always easier to start sharing your knowledge, to start um, you know, building that audience around your knowledge. And then once you've done that and you've built that trust factor with them, then you show them what you have to offer them versus just throwing something out there and no one is there there to receive what it is that you've built, right? It's so important that we not get ahead of ourselves and that we look straight ahead, right? Don't get sidetracked. How many times is our vision influenced by others, right? We see someone else do it and now we think that that's what we're supposed to do. But what if God gave you a different position? What if God gave you a different perspective, right? Um, You know, who does your strategy come from? Is it coming from what you see on social media and your and, and other people's appearance of success? Or is your strategy coming from your time spent with the Lord? You know, on Instagram, I talked about how in the month of August, you know, um, how, the, how for the month of August, my word is abide, A-B-I-D-E. And abide means to remain fixed, to remain in a state of love to accept without objection and to continue. And so my month of abiding in God is just me saying, God, you are my source. Everything else is a resource. Everything that I have and need comes from you and you alone. I don't need to seek out all of these other things, right? And so that's what I'm that, that's what I'm taking this month to be very intentional about. And I suggest that that we all do the same. Right. You know, God is not a genie. God is not. We have to we have to understand that God has to be our first first and foremost love. Now, I'm a, I could start a whole podcast on that about how we only go to God when we need something or need strategy instead of going to him for who he is. Um, but anyway, um, the second part of that <laughs> is um, is keeping far from following evil. Right. So what evil is distracting you? What is sidetracking you? Right. When we're not clear or pure inwardly. Right. It shows outwardly in what we allow in. Right. It's easy to say again that, you know, oh, I need to guard my vision from people. Right. But sometimes we don't protect our vision from ourselves right through discipline, through consistency. Right. Because inwardly, we don't truly believe that this could actually happen. Right. And so, you know, when we don't think that our vision can actually be successful, when we don't fully believe that God actually did call us to do this, then we won't guard our vision. We'll allow anything in our lives. We'll allow anything in our thoughts. We'll allow anything in our hearts. Right. But when we understand that that we have a bigger vision, that God's vision is bigger than where we are currently, when God called me to do, you know, all this stuff about, you know, helping women and bringing them closer to God and equipping them and all that stuff. All of that was before I was even fully committed to the Lord. Okay. That was all God revealed that to me when I was still deep in my mess. And I've said that before, but that's because God sees beyond where we are currently. Right. And so our goal, our focus should be to focus on today and to leave the rest into the one who holds our tomorrow. Right. 
you know, again, I got sidetracked, but, you know, when we don't value ourselves, we disvalue others. And so I want us to take a good look at ourselves. Um, I want us, I'm going to come on here and give the strategy and all that stuff. But again, inner work, the hard inner work is really what's going to give the real results. The time you spend with God is going to give you more strategy than I could ever come on here and give you. Right. And so some of the questions that I want us to think about is how do we need to guard our vision from ourselves? How do we need to guard the bigger vision from ourselves? What thought patterns need to change? What motives need to shift? What in you needs to heal? Heal, y'all, we have got to heal. (laughs) What conversations about others need to change? What do you need to let go of so that you can focus fully on what God on what God has for your life? How can you fix your eyes on what lies in front of you and not on what you can't see or can't control for ahead? Right. And so and I'm, I'm saying this myself, like I said, I was about to come on here and, and talk straight from my unhealed trauma and my offense and things like that. And and God had to get me together. And I'm not to my own whore, but I'm glad that I was uh, glad that I was obedient because I do believe that, you know, this this this, this obviously was not about me. I mean, it, it, it helped me and it got me together. Right. But I, I pray that this actually will help somebody, um, you know, actually work from your business from a pure heart, a pure place. Um, and yeah, so that's all that I have. I hope that y'all have an amazing week and I will see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on my rough draft podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina, and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes. Now do me a favor and please leave us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world. Also be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog, free resources, our one-on-one services, and more. Thanks again for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.